Welcome to Oral Phonic, a podcast about Podfic. Today's episode is about American Idol fandom and the Podfic it produced. I'm one of your hosts, Jenna Pod, and here with me I have Attica. Hello. So many American Idol feels. <laughs> so many. We've had a little trip down memory lane. We've been through old LJ entries. We've looked at a lot of old Podfic. It's going to be good, y'all. Be I even logged into Delicious. That was oh. frightening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I tried to log in and it denied me. So yeah, American Idol. Let's see. Before we dive into that, we've got some news. Let's see. Pod Together is coming to an end in August. So if you're participating in that or if you're awaiting all the joyous podfic it will present slash fic. Wednesday, August the 10th, prior to this episode appearing, was the early podfic submission date. And the 14th is the regular submission date. Everything's due at that point. They will then be posting. The posting ends on the 26th of August. And party favors are due at that point. And then the party favors start posting on the 27th. So yeah, so the latter half of August, basically, there will be lots of posting happening. Very exciting. Yeah, I know. I love Pot Together. I'm sad. I feel like I've been absent from all these things. But yeah, it's it used to be one I always participated in, and I just haven't had the wherewithal to do it lately. But um, it's a it's a fun one, and it always produces a lot of good stuff. So it does. It's it's a lot of fun. In less fun news, be very careful about downloading Audacity for the next little while. Foss Hub, which is a site that offers like free hosting, I think for developers and stuff, which Audacity uses to offer their downloads through. They've had a hack and a lot of files have been switched out from real programs into something that will screw up your computer. It'll delete your master boot record, which mm. you can recover from, but it's not fun and is probably beyond some people's abilities. You'll probably want to wait till you get a free and clear before you go and download Audacity or see if there's alternate links that don't go to FossHub. Not good. The last thing we had is... It's kind of a note from us. Yeah, just a note from us. As you probably know, the Audiofic Archive is still working on their um, their issues with the backup and all that, so no real update there. But we have realized in the meantime, as, as we were creating this episode, which involves a lot of old podfic because it's an older fandom, that many of these links are to the Audiofic Archive, some of which are broken. So we are going to be pinning these, and we also have... You know, in past episodes, we've definitely had podfics that we've linked to that were on the Audiofic Archive. So if you find any of these broken links, this episode or otherwise, let us know. Podica is on the archiving staff at the AA, so she could upload, if we have, if any of us have a version of it, which for a lot of these we will, she could upload that back so that, if nothing else, at least the things that we're pointing you towards do have a link. So yeah, we'll try our best to do that. And if we don't between the three of us have a link, we can probably uh, find someone who does. So exactly. let's try and keep the perfect flowing through this difficult time. <laughs> <laughs> it's rough for all, but we'll, we'll bond together. Um, on that note, we have talkbacks. Yeah. So here's one from Marianas about private tags. Hi, Rolfonic. Just have a quick talk back on the uh, posting tips episode uh, about keeping a list of stuff you want to record. I uh, apparently, like you, just uh, bookmark it. Um, so I have on Pinboard, you can make private tags just by putting a period in front of the tag text. So I have a two podfic tag that's private, and I also have tags for blanket permission, permission asked, permission still needed, that sort of thing. And also for fests or gift exchanges, I have private tags for my recipients and other stuff like that that I can just tag onto. <laughs> Either a bookmark that I already have, if it's a fic that I'd bookmarked before, and then I just leave the public bookmark there, but I have all of these notes about it be hidden. Uh, so I thought that was really useful to me, and uh, may also be useful to other people who use Pinboard and might not know about that. Thanks. Which, yeah, that's, that's some great advice. I used to do that when I was on Pinboard more often than I am these days. <laughs> Yeah, I haven't really explored the private tags on Pinboard, but it makes a lot of sense what she's saying. And it certainly is in a way more organized than bookmarking, you know, which which as we talked about previously is kind of what I tend to do. Mine are all over, you know, I have like some on my Kindle, some there and half of them, nothing ever happens with them. So 
it would be better to be more organized. So maybe that's an option. Yeah, I don't have quite the list that I used to have either. It's like a bit more of a mental list of like, oh, I'd like to do that. But I do have a a tag on AO3 for possible podfic, but I don't think you can make tags invisible or like private on AO3 without making the whole bookmark private. Yeah, I think you're right. So I've just been like, eh, if people see that I might possibly podfic it and they get excited at me, then that might make it more likely for it to happen. So I don't mind it being public. Just creating some organic buzz there. (laughs) It doesn't help as much in the situations that she was talking about, though, about like challenges and gift exchanges, though. (laughs) So we also got a comment on our website. It was given with a fairly throwaway name. So I'm going to just say that they are anonymous. Basically saying that they're someone who enjoys podfic, they enjoy listening to it, and they are interested in making it. However, they are also thinking about a career in politics and aren't sure how podfic might interfere with that, worrying about, you know, recording something smutty and then having that brought out on a campaign trail at some point in the future. And if we had any advice for it. A few things come to mind for me. Do you have any advice, Jen? Um, I think this is a difficult one. I think it's one that all of us consider whenever we're going into this. Because, yes, your voice is always going to sound like you. But on the other hand, no one can also ever prove it's you. There was a perfect meta post about this. And I know that was something KLB had kind of been worried about, yeah, mm-hmm. but not enough to stop her. And what finally got her to feel more okay with it is realizing that, yeah, it's just really hard to like definitively pin a recording to someone's voice. Like I remember at one point, this was years ago, I got a voicemail from a coworker. Uh-huh. I listened to it and I listened to it again. I'm like, they sound like KLB. And I actually like went onto her journal to look up to see if she listed whereabouts she lived in case it she was my coworker. And it turned out she was not. They did not even live in the same country. Um, <laughs> but there's a lot of like you have some plausible deniability. Yeah. Just like you do with Fick of like, well, it sounds like you, but can you prove it? You definitely want to be more careful with pseudonyms and keeping mm-hmm. some distance between your real life and your pseudonym if that's what you're going to do. The other thing that I was going to say, though, is there is a feature in Audacity where you can change the kind of like the key of your voice. You can set it up or down like a few pitches. And that sounds like really horrible when you just think about the idea of doing it. But a few years ago for like the Clint Coulson holiday exchange, which is an anonymous exchange and you they have like clear rules about keeping it anonymous. I decided to try and take it a step further and I put that filter on it. Of course you did. It was kind of weird for me to listen to because I spent all of these years listening to recordings of my boys. It didn't actually sound weird, I think, to most other people who listen to it. It sounded like someone talking. It just didn't sound like me. That's what made it weird. Or it sounded like me talking, but not the voice, the word, like it was more my pacing and stuff that sounded like me. So I could recognize it, but I couldn't recognize it, which made it weird. But I did have like, you know, someone compliment me on like how nice and deep my voice was. was (laughs) (laughs) So that's also an option if you wanted to like take extra steps to disguise your voice. I think that's a really good point because I definitely stand by the whole like, look, no one can ever prove it's you as long as you're careful about the way you post and what you tag it with and what your name is and things like that. Like on voice alone, it's just never going to happen for sure. Because, you know, people can mimic voices, you know, like if you were really in politics, like people can, comedians can do impressions that are perfect of people. So I I just don't think it's, you know, a soundbite is never, is never rock solid. And it's buried in the internet somewhere. Somebody literally has to listen to it, be like, oh, that sounds like that girl who, or that guy who ran for this office. You know, like it's quite, and then also be malicious enough to post, you know, like it's quite a lot of steps when you, you know, when it's just one voice among millions that's not named anything to do with you. But if you want it for your peace of mind, doing something like that voice overlay is a really good idea. If you, if you don't mind a little bit more effort just to make you feel better about it. In Audacity, it was, it took, maybe five minutes to set it up the first time but once you had it down you it would take you like 30 seconds yeah. per pod fic it wouldn't even be that much extra work so there you go so 
The other thing that you could do, and I've seen other people do in the past, is just don't record the smut. <laughs> I said I was going to do that for like two stories. Like I remember my first pod together, I was like, as long as you could write it with nothing more than, you know, like a 15 tag. And then <laughs> they were like, what if I write just a little bit like this? And I was like, oh, sure. And then, you know. So we were thinking that maybe we could start with our own personal histories with AI fandom and how we fell into it. Do you want to go first, Jen? Yeah, sure. So I've been I've been back through the annuals of my LJ to figure out the timeline here because I really couldn't remember. I mean, as far as I can tell, I, the thing is, I don't know who I first talked to about it, but I can tell from that that for some reason I started hearing about Kratom and I read some fic towards the end of season eight when it was actually airing and so I watched like the kind of end of season eight live-ish I mean I was in the UK so obviously live live in for American Idol means you have to stay up to like three in the morning because it's so long you know um so most of it I was watching the day after or whatever except for maybe the final and then I went back and watched the beginning of the season and at the same time I was consuming a lot of fic and at some point in there, as does naturally happen in any fandom, tipped over into Podfic once there started to be more available. And then I kind of went back and listened slash read some Season 7 stuff as well, even though at the time I hadn't seen it. At some point I downloaded Season 7, watched it as well. So I actually did, I remember, try and download some earlier, earlier seasons and just was like, no. Because <laughs> I feel like American Idol, for me, it, it's like a pyramid, right? Like it started, I mean, I love Kelly, but just in general, the way the show was structured and the kind of stuff they did, like making fun of people and all that kind of stuff. Like, I feel like it got better as it went along and then it kind of plateaued a yeah. bit and then it fell off at the end, right? Just because for whatever reason, it was just losing traction. And I mean, it went on for more than a decade and they, I could imagine that looking back would just be some embarrassing clothes, if nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just find the early seasons are difficult to watch because they just focus a lot more on embarrassing people, which I don't like, on bad auditions, on all that kind of and stuff. I hated that too. Simon, I like him, but also sometimes he's too much for me. There's just a lot that I'm more uncomfortable with in the really early seasons. So even though I've spot watched some of them, I never really have. And to be fair, I did keep watching until the bitter end through all the judge changes and all that, like once I kind of fell into AI, I, I did continue to watch it. And I was literally like the only freaking person I knew watching it. Like I was like watching it in England, downloaded, and I had no one to talk to about it. Nothing. I'm like still watching like season 13 or whatever. You know, like that's a baffling fact about me. I don't watch anything else like that. I don't watch America's Got Talent or Britain's Got Talent or the X Factor. I tried the X Factor over here but couldn't really get into it. You know, like, there's nothing. American Idol is the only one I ever watched. I tried The Voice, couldn't get into it. So I can't really explain its appeal to me. Although I do understand, like, wanting to talk about it, because, like, the one season that I watched live yeah. was season 10. First of all, it was so easy to talk to people about it. Like, people that, like, I never talked to at work, we would suddenly be having, like, <laughs> weekly chats about, like, the show last night and our opinions on it and stuff like that. It was very easy to talk about. Yeah, I could see that. If A lot of the opinions that you form around it are from talking with other people, at least for me. Yeah, because I see people have those conversations about, like, some of the people in my office that watch, like, Big Brother or something like that, or other horrible, like, weird reality shows that I'm like, really? And then we'll talk about it. And I just, like, I don't know. I mean, I can see that, like, Made in Chelsea, a bunch of people in my office watch that. And I'm like, really? I don't understand. Like, I have no connection to that. Whereas, like, Idol worked for me. But I think beyond, I mean, definitely my head was stuck in season eight. Like, I was definitely, even though I continued watching it, Season 8 is the main one. I've followed other people throughout, like Haley Reinhardt. I was a big Haley Reinhardt fan, although I still haven't seen her live or anything because London is harder. But Adam and Chris, like I've only seen Chris once in the States. He opened for Maroon 5 one time when I was in Atlanta with visiting my brother. But Adam, I've seen like a million times because he comes to Europe. Like he, he does European tours. I saw him with Queen. I saw him on his first tour, like literally, I think like three times in London and then we drove up to Birmingham and then also like we went to Germany. I saw him like six times in different German cities in like a week and a half because we were crazy. He was easy. And I've seen him in, him in the States too. Like my friend and I went to like some of his, him and Allison's shows in the US. Like I just, I got very obsessive for a little while. <laughs> I saw him recently, actually. He came back to London for the, his most recent album. And I saw him with a couple friends 
and he was great. You know, I think he's excellent live. He's worth seeing at all times. Plus, I've met him like multiple times because for a while, well, he still isn't popular in the UK. But in the early days, he was super easy to like go and stand outside like a radio interview or something and like get a picture with. Like that was before, you know, he sung with Queen and stuff like that. I didn't have those concerts experience for AI as much, but that sounds a little bit like some of my bandom. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, going. to be fair, I have been to a lot, so many bandom concerts as well. I mean, it's just really easy to do stuff like that in London. I was thinking about that when we were doing the Cursed Child ticket thing again. You know, like it's sometimes it's just it's so easy if you're here because everything comes through except freaking Chris Allen. OK, he's the only one. <laughs> I live in Ottawa. Friggin' nothing comes to Ottawa. (laughs) When I saw Chris Allen, I drove to Connecticut. (laughs) He was going to play. He didn't end up doing it. It got canceled for some reason. But he was going to play at one of the German military bases. Because, you know, like, I went to school on an Air Force base when I was younger. But anyway, um, so I know tons and tons of people who ended up in the forces. And I was like... Facebook or emailing every single person I knew who was like stationed anywhere in Germany to see if he was coming to like their base <laughs> so that I could go and I was literally gonna like fly out for whatever weekend it was and like get somebody to get me into this concert <laughs> like I was like I will be there but then they canceled it for whatever reason he didn't end up doing it so it's <laughs> funny he was supposed to be in Ramstein or something so your American Idol fandom is a lot of, like, concerts. <laughs> I, I think, yeah. That is one of the nice things about RPF music fandoms. Yeah. And American Idol and Bandom have a decent amount of crossover. Yeah, definitely. Certainly in the fans that follow it, but even, like... Even in the stories, you know? Like, so I was aware of Bandom before I was in that fandom because I would just listen to every single American Idol podfic. Like, there's one where, like, Chris and Adam, Chris and Adam, go on tour with My Chemical Romance. (laughs) It's just like, we smush all the things we like together. (laughs) Yeah, I think think Penny was the one that Podfix thought. Maybe, that that does sound familiar. It's a fun one. And that was how I eventually got pulled into Bandom. But fandom is going to be a complete episode on its own we're gonna do it guys we're gonna do it and it's gonna be good i'm excited it someday it will be a very good episode but this one will be too because american idol was my first real like podfic fandom yeah i had podficed in other fandoms before this even to this day it's the fandom that i've podficed in the most i have like 35 american idol podfics and my next fandom is like a lot less than that. Anyways, to start at my beginning, if I can actually track to the day that I joined American Idol fandom because... Oh, of course you can. I am a loser like that. <laughs> you know. Hey, I wasn't saying that. I just... I keep a paper trail. That is what happens when you live on the internet. I had been out of Stargate fandom for probably at least a year by that point. And I had been trying to find, like, something else. I had been kind of just been going all over the place. I had tried a little more seriously to be into Numbers fandom mm-hmm. and Terminator fandom, but they weren't that large fandoms. And and so I had kind of been hearing people being in American Idol fandom. And certainly I I tracked Amplificathon. So I saw people posting Podvic mm-hmm. in that fandom. And then one day I was driving to work. It was March 25th, 2010. And on the radio, they played What Do You Want From Me? Mm. And I was like, oh, I really like this song. And then they're like, oh, it's Adam Lambert. I'm Are like, you kidding that's me? That's the guy everyone's talking about. Oh, that's so weird. So I went into work and I looked up the music video for it on YouTube so that I could listen to it at work. Ugh. And I kept like glancing at bits of it and being like, oh, you're adorable. <laughs> and so... <laughs> At the time, Apoca Big Bang was posting, and I like Apocalypse Fic. Yeah. And someone posted an American Idol one. Yeah, it's Unholy, Dirty, and Beautiful by CJ Marlowe. And it's basically like one of the apocalypse stories in Supernatural fandom. It's like the angels gave Chris warning, and he like built a bunker and was like living in this survivalist apocalyptic <laughs> world, and he met up with Adam. Uh, I'm now watching the What Do You Want From Me video on silent. I forgot how cheesy it is. He's like banging his fist against the wall and like crying <laughs> over a picture. Oh, he looks so young. He was adorable. He like was he, so he emoted cute. a lot in that video. I know. So I just, I fell. And 
partly because I thought there was a lot of podfic for it, but uh-huh. having just come from Stargate Atlantis fandom, which to this day is still the second most podfic fandom on the audiofic archive, it was not actually that much podfic. And I think it had been confused by the fact that there were season seven and season eight podfic, and I first only cared about season eight podfic. Uh-huh. So that's how I fell into it. I think that's also a little bit why American Idol fandom specifically became big and became big in Podfic fandom. Mm. Because Stargate Atlantis had just closed up and there was a lot of people in that fandom looking for a new fandom. Astolot, who is a BNF, mm-hmm. who a lot of people followed and also had blanket permission, she fell into American Idol and she did it during season seven. Yeah. And then I think enough people had caught on that then they watched season eight from the beginning. And there was a lot of fic that were was being produced and a lot of pod fics that got produced. And I think a lot of it had to do with just like those SGA people transplanting. Even now, like I kind of have this in the stats section below that we we're going to get to later, but like 40 of the uh, American Idol podfics are written by Astolot. Isn't that crazy? So she's the most podfic author. I mean, she's an amazing author, right? So Yeah, she writes really right. good stuff. and Many people. And there's some multipods in there, so that ups the number as well. But But still, yeah. And I kind of wanted to talk a little about the history of American Idol and the fandom. Yeah. And certainly like a lot of those early pod fics or the early fics that were then pod fict focused more on the show. It focused on the people from the show, like Anoop and Matt and, oh, and yeah, Allison, Allison and Lil and um, all of them. Megan. Megan, yes. Season 8 is so great. Alexis Grace. Season 8 is so great. She's actually the one that I'll still see pop up sometimes because she's now a radio DJ. So sometimes yeah, yes, you see her, yeah. A random interview and she'll be in it. <laughs> I saw Danny Goki oh, on my feed the other day because Chris retweeted something from him. But I don't think I've heard anything from any of the other American Idols other than the top four. Did you watch the the finale finale of American Idol? I did not. Oh my god. Okay, listen, I would recommend it to anyone out there who was ever at any point an American Idol fan. I was like buckets. I was it was ridiculous. It was like, oh, forget the actual contestants who were who were both great, the finalists this year. Legitimately excellent, awesome singers and people. But the final, so many people came back, like so many people. And they did all these solos and duets and group numbers all the way through the entire show. And it was just, it was excellent. You should watch it because it's just like, you'll recognize people if you've watched any idol at all. But if you've watched as much as I have the whole time, you're like, oh my God, it's so-and-so, you know? So (laughs) yeah, it was pretty great. I definitely, there was a point in my life where I could name every single winner yeah. And like a good half of the runner ups. Oh, you should watch it. It'll be really nostalgic for you and beautiful. And so many of them are so awesome. Like, it's just kind of cool to see how they're all professionals now. Like, so many great performances and just amazing to see all that talent on one stage and be like, hey, American Idol is legit, right? Like, these people are good. You know? Yeah. I just, I really enjoyed it. I think they did it so well. And I think they get a lot of crap because there's only been a handful of people that went on to superstardom. Yeah. But like most of the people that were on there in some regard that made it very far at all can at least make do in a music career. It yeah. may not be like rock star, but, but like I still follow Alison Irahita on Twitter and uh-huh. she's got a band. Yeah, They're going was, on tour. They're yes, Halo Circus. Yep. And she was singing up until I guess she needs a new job, but she was singing for the idol backup for the last couple of years because you would see her she was really hard to miss because her hair was like so bright still so you would see her in the back like sometimes over singing contestants because she's awesome allison is the best guys allison is the best i can talk about idol a lot anyways while we're talking about past contestants yeah most of the podfix that we're going to be talking about are season eight and mostly about chris and adam yeah but If you wanted to do some more stuff about season seven, which was totally adorable, the main couple, they're both named David. Mm -hmm. So they often call each other Archie and Cook because one's David Cook and one's David Archuleta. And they are seriously, seriously adorable. So if you wanted to go and get like a good sampling of season seven podfic, I would suggest Time of Your Life by Aphelant, written by Astolot. Woke Up Married by 
Nylogen, I'm really sorry, I probably mispronounced that, written by Celie Lane, and then Real Forever If, which has a podfic by Rhea314 or Odiet Amo 53 and it was also written by Astolat. So those were some really good stories. Yeah, I think most of the season seven that I've read or listened to is Astrolot stuff. Time of Your Life is excellent. And that podfic version is pretty great. Actually, Aphelant is my headcanon voice for David Archuleta. Everyone's <laughs> will hear his actual voice and be like, what? It doesn't just, sound like that. It's Aphelant. <laughs> Uh, unlike Adam and Chris, like where I, I did watch a lot of the show, I was reading fanfic concurrently, but obviously a lot of the fanfic came after. Like with uh, the Davids, I read fanfic and then I went back and watched the show. So I had fandom like overlay already before I watched any of them. And I definitely had an idea of like exactly what Archie must be like, because his voice is so very specific in all of Astrolet's fic. And I think you're right about a flump. It's weird when you have an idea of the real person, which does happen in RPF because you often are introduced to particularly extraneous people or, you know, like in Bandom, all those extra people that aren't in the main bands, you're introduced to them in fic first and then you go looking for their music or looking for things about them and you're like, that's not right, even though, you know, they're a real person. (laughs) And I also had some, if you wanted to listen to some podfics that had more than just Adam and Chris, if it had some of the other Idol contestants. House of the Living, the podfix by Rhea314. And again, it's written by Astolot. Also good, yeah. That's such an amazing podfix for me. Like, I avoided listening to it for so long because I can't deal with zombies at all. Uh-huh. Ditto. I, I generally avoid all zombie-related things. So yeah, the fact that both of us have listened to it, that's probably a really good sign. Yeah, it was just like to the point where it's like, I'm running out of podfic, I'm going to give it a shot. And I never regretted it. It was so good. And then one of my podfics, From Adam to Chris, and it's written by Moira Reardon. That one's a ridiculous one where they have to go make like... From Justin to Kelly, kind of, yeah. What I like about American Idol fandom is, in a similar way to Bandom, it does have quite a large cast of characters so even if stuff is kratom based or whatever you do often get a thing where you have all these other people or secondary pairings or if nothing else allison's going to be around right yeah allison definitely is of the contestants that stuck with it the most throughout fic i only mentioned those two because they were the ones that i could remember 100 percent for sure that it had like other idol contestants featured fairly obviously in storylines like I know there's a bunch where they'll get mentioned or they show up for two minutes but I know I read a ton of fic that was set during the idol days there wasn't as much pod fic that I could find yeah I think that's because the way idol works is when the season's still on and right towards the end of it people are writing more either show fic or tour fic and the farther away you get from a season, people start writing AUs, they start separating out, you know, and podfic, yeah. because podfic always comes a little later than fanfic, caught that second wave. And a little bit like, I mean, when I talk about stories that had other characters in it, one of them was a zombie AU. Like, American Idol had a lot of kind of wacky AUs. And I yeah. think some of that was a holdover of like people moving into it from Stargate, because Stargate was like notorious at the time for those kind of wacky AUs, which I also have a couple recs for that type of AU. So if you're interested in those, this is just a very small portion of the many that are there, but... These are the cracky AUs. Yeah. So suppose it's too much to call a coincidence, and that's read by Lunate 8 and written by Separus. Take My Hand and Show Me Where We're Going by Tacola, written by Jerakim. And Path Not Taken by Via Ostiance, written by Solar Baby 614 And I kind of have to laugh at how many American Idol podfix Via Ostiance has done, because I don't think she was ever in that fandom. She would just, like, sign up for auctions and say, <laughs> any fandom will do, and I kept buying her. Oh so, like, most of the podfix that she's done in that fandom, I love, because they were made for me. <laughs> That was definitely one of, like, kind of my MO back when I was in American Idol fandom. I got in there and I was like, I thought there was a ton of podfic. Shit, this is not enough. Because I at the time I was working a job where I would probably listen to about seven hours of podfic a day. And that requires a lot of podfic to not get bored or repetitive. 
that's why I made so many podfics in that fandom. And then I was also like trying to drag other people into the fandom as well. I think it really took off when a specific podficker came over, Diane McKay. Like she was a machine. Probably like half of the American Idol podfics out there are by her. Yeah, I was looking at that so many in the back catalog. You're just like... Yeah, like she's just done so many. I think it started being shown on Amplificathon enough. And at the time, Amplificathon really was the center of Podfic fandom. That's where most people were looking to find Podfic stuff, at least Podfickers were. And they just kept seeing American Idol over and over again. A lot of Podfickers are also Podfic listeners. And so they're like, well, there must be something to this fandom. And so you do have like a lot of other like well established Podfickers that have only done like, a couple podfics, but that was because they got dragged in through it just hitting like a critical mass and size. Yeah, which will happen naturally with big fandoms. And I mean, I definitely did a lot of stuff behind the scenes. Like I used to run a ton of comms and like I would try and like put matches together to like get <laughs> American Idol podfic. Oh I was gosh. not subtle. And like I said, anytime there is a charity auction, I was buying people to make me American Idol podfic. <laughs> oh, goodness. I also have to give credit to like some of the early podfickers like KLB and the podficker with the chemical formula name. CH2. It's it's just a chemical formula. She never pronounces her name because it's not really an easily pronounceable name. I did have a few other like brackets of podfix. The other thing about like the AUs, at the time, this is before AVO became the like monolith in fandom that it is today yeah but in the early days before teen wolf and stuff like that i think it started in the supernatural fandom i'm not sure we're suddenly like werewolves <laughs> were a thing that were sexy just blame supernatural yeah kind of like vampires were after buffy and stuff like that because yeah, it's funny you would think i mean harry potter despite having lupin like it never really hopped the werewolves or sexy train did it like somehow yeah and then suddenly it was like bam these these are amazing and we were seeing them everywhere and it was definitely one that hit american idol fandom they actually had like i think there was an entire challenge that all they did was werewolf or wear creatures because the thing that um american idol fandom did too was often ada would be a werewolf and chris would be a werefox oh god like styles and Derek. i hate it when people make styles and werefox i don't know why <laughs> I have this inexplicable annoyance with it. It started, in my experience, in American Idol fandom. And, like, that's definitely one of the examples that I have here, um, which is Wolf and Fox, read by Eos Rose and written by Skykist. And it's actually the longest podfic in the fandom. And that is the premise. Chris is a werefox and Adam is a werewolf. Yeah, so I never read or listened to any single werewolf thing until I got into Teen Wolf. And then that was like the path to hell, right? So I definitely fell in love with it in American Idol fandom, which actually one of the others on this list is Lose Your Inhibitions, Hold Me Tight Tonight, which was by me and written by Jayhawk. And then I also have Claim, which was written by Jerrakeen. And there's a podfic by Via Ostient and one by me. I'm going to start putting mine on here. I can't <laughs> look. I probably wouldn't. Have... You're like, and this one by me. These aren't necessarily wrecks. They're fitting a theme. Come on. <laughs> Sorry, also, me. if you look at that list, Diane McKay definitely takes up most of it, but I also have a fairly large section in it. So I will be going back and looking through some werewolf AI fix because evidently this is something I missed at the time that I'm now interested in. So I can definitely send you fix. Enjoyable. Going to listen to some good pod fic there. Gosh, we could do Kratom Rex all night, y'all. Like we have so many that we are both like listing. I just all of these are good. I'm like looking at them. Like I did have these next two broken up into two groups. One of them was just a good sampling of as we moved away from Idol the show and into their lives. Yeah. Some ones that I had for that was Stardust. That's a tour fic. It's a post-Idol tour. It's a future tour fic. And the pod fix by Rhea314 and the fix by Astolot. Yeah. The Epiphany series, which it's by Jerrakeen and it's read by Sharning Artifact. And then Far Along This Road by KLB. And written by Jerrakeen. Yeah. I think in this fandom, anything by Jerrakeen, anything by Astrolot, anything by... Moira Reardon was another one that got... And Jayhawk. Jayhawk, yeah. Love Jayhawk. And then big pod figures, like we've said, Diane McKay, 
KLB did a lot of great ones. I think Shining Artifact has recorded quite a few really good ones. Potica has recorded a lot. Thank you. Um, they're all right, you know. <laughs> um, let's see who else. Is. Actually, you know, I wouldn't say they're more than all right these days because I listen back to them. Like, oh my Ooh. god! <laughs> really? <laughs> you decided to do that, did you? <laughs> oh, it's hilarious. Oh, Samantha Her is another author I love in American Idol. Fire Juggler has re- has read some. Yeah, there's lots of you know. There's lots yeah. of the names you would hear. Rena has you know. But, yeah, um, there's yeah. definitely a lot of recognizable names. When X-Men Hater came on in the end, Lunchy's uh-huh. done some. So this is our, I don't know, we've written down four that are kind of, we consider kind of classic ones. And these ones, the podfix are classic, but definitely like beyond the podfix, there are ones that people talk about those fix all the time. Yeah, agreed. So some of the podfix, like one of them here is Apple is Not the Only Fruit, and it's by X-Men Hater. I don't know if that podfic always got its full due because she posted it near the end of American Idol's fandom's run at popularity. But it's a really good podfic. It's a really good podfic of an excellent fic. Like one of my all-time yeah. favorite American Idol fics. And I was really excited to see a podfic. Off With Your Head, We Started Nothing by Diane McKay's The Podficker. And it's written by Moira Reardon. That one is no longer online in written form. Oh, uh, yeah. The author didn't love it. It's actually a really cool one where Adam is like the crown prince of the USA. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know which one that is. And he like had abdicated for political reasons and Neil was supposed to be king and he had an engagement to Chris. Adam came back and did like a coup. And, and so it's this really great Harlequin style like <laughs> romance where these two people for like reasons outside their control are now married and they have to figure out their relationship and i love a harlequin au i love harlequin stuff so much and i actually felt that the world building in it was hand wavy enough that you you could just be like okay we're just gonna go with it but there was enough details in it too to make it interesting i thought it was a really well done one but the author was less comfortable with it so now neil lambert not particularly um sensitive in that particular fic but i will just take this opportunity to express my love for him in general in life and in fic i would go back in the day i would go a long way to find a fic that had a decent neil presence because i was so excited to actually like meet him in real life like i was like ah like he's not even adam you know it's just the idea (laughs) he was just i don't know he was always around and they had a a weird but good relationship, you know, like, yeah, he's kind of annoying. Some of his opinions are annoying in retrospect, but at the time I was very... Yeah. I will say about that fic, if mm. you love any of the Lamberts beyond Adam, they're very AU. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the Lamberts do get a really good presence in fic in general, as do Chris's family. Like, yeah. fic is very kind to them, uh, which I appreciate. I like it when when people's external RPF people are treated well. One of my favorite things about AI fandom is how well it treats Katie on the whole. They There are fics that don't, but I, I'm overall impressed, or maybe I just pick fics that do. The only person that I could say that gets villainized regularly at all was probably Danny Goki. Goki yeah. And even then, he was, in other fandoms, I've seen nicer people worse, yeah. get villainized more than he did. The go in Goki. I do think that is one of the things about RPF, though. People are aware that it's a real person. So painting them as the Antichrist is a little bit more problematic than when you do it to your character. I think Sarver gets a bit of it and Goki gets a bit of it. And that's that's basically it. Yeah, I mean, Sarver was off the show early enough that he was like barely in fic that I read. Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't show up. He definitely doesn't show up as much. The other one I had was More Myself With You. Uh, which is again written by Jarakeen, read by Shining Artifact. It's a long one that chronicles like the entirety of Chris and Adams, like year by year, through like Katie and him getting a divorce and blah blah blah, and other relationships, and and you know they kind of like end up together. And that one definitely was the podfic was definitely made classic. Like, yeah, that's a seminal podfic. That was a well wrecked podfic for sure. Agreed, and it's on Ao3 now as well. So we wanted to also talk about things that aren't Kratom. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. Basically, I think the interesting thing with Adam, and this is certainly something, I, I don't know, I used to hang out with a lot of Glamberts because that's who was going to the concert. Um, but they weren't necessarily all fandom people. But I think there was a kind of natural progression 
you know, in the way that as people get new people in their life, when Adam started going out on tour and people started getting attached to his bandmates, particularly Tommy, but also like Monty and like he had several dancers. I, I think it's Terrence that still dances with him today. Do you remember when Monty and Adam had the falling out? Uh-huh. Monty had like controlling over like some of Adam's like pre-idol music. Yeah. And he released them as CDs and like Adam basically fired him after that that was so heartbreaking to me because again i just knew all this yeah, stuff you, about thick monty and get i was to know them in thick we do that right we create a fan version of people particularly rpf people and that's when something happens in real life <coughs> mcr it like rips your heart out because you're like these people aren't like that you know and yeah. some of them, you know, like they're real people. Come on, people pluck up, you know, like people have fights, people do yeah. stupid things. Uh, it's happened in 1D as well. Like all the RPF fandoms I've been in have had heartbreaks. I heart feel breaks. like it's harder to deal with it in RPF than in FPF because like... Yeah, definitely. When it happened in FPF, I could argue like, oh, the writer the made a bad choice. Wrote them out of character or whatever. Or, like, if it was a TV show, the writer of that week just didn't know the character well enough. And and I could forgive it because it wasn't the character that did it. It was the evil writer behind the scene. But you can't really make that argument in RPF. It's like, well, Adam would never do that when Adam just went and did that (laughs) or whatever. It's totally true. I mean, it's your heroes are not infallible. And I wouldn't say, like, Monty was my hero or something. But, yeah, like, I think you naturally get attached to people you read this much about. You know, like, I mean, it's how tin hatting happens because partially you convince yourself, right? Yeah. That is the exact mob nature of tin hatting, right? Because you notice something or you see something or somebody says something and you're like, that is kind of interesting. And then you read 10 fix about it where it's blown up to be something bigger. And then your mind is like, oh, yeah, that totally happened, even though, you know, it was fic. And then all of a sudden you're like reading into every single gesture and you start to believe it. You know, like that's that's how that slippery slope is created, because we we decide in our head that people are a certain way and things mean a certain thing when really we're we're just we're creating stories about people or we're reading stories about people. I've also had it go kind of the other way, though. Like, certainly that's what happened to me with American Idol fandom. Like, yeah, when you're watching TV and, you know, the show ends or the movie ends or whatever, you stop hearing about them. You stop getting more canon for them. So, like, it's really easy to say, like, the show's finished, but clearly they, five minutes after the that last scene, they ran off into the sunset <laughs> and were forever in love and the best, most pure love that ever existed. Right. But when it's RPF, you don't have that option. Unless they're dying, they continue going on. And even, especially these days, like, even if they're no longer really famous... The internet keeps an eye on them so you can keep up on what they're doing in their life. So that's one of the things that kind of finished my run with American Idol fandom is Adam and Chris just like they had a really great friendship, but it was one of those situational friendships. And when they stopped spending so much time together, they drifted apart. And it was really hard to like read about how their love was forever pure and and like their soulmate when there's no, when in fact they barely talk to each other. Yeah. And obviously we don't know their life. Like maybe they text daily. Who knows? Yeah, they might. Probably not guys. Probably not. But that's also how this next topic comes up. Like when they stop spending as much time together, all of the Adam fans you start thinking of other started people, shipping yeah. him with the other people that are around him. And that kind of splintered off into glam fandom. And to be fair, there is some Chris Cole, Chris, you know, like there is some with Chris's band as well, but it's just much less common. And part of that is because Adam is a in real life queer man. That's part of it. And part of it is because fandom naturally followed him because he was... He's the bigger star. More, he's more fandomy. He's a bigger star. He's. It's also less fun to imagine Chris cheating on his wife. Yeah, exactly. He's single. <laughs> he's single and or just dating. And a lot of the fic was about whoever his current partner was as well. Past partners. We haven't put any Adam yeah. Brad in here, but I've certainly read some Adam Brad. I don't know if I've listened to any, though. There's some that featured Adam Brad, but none that the main pairing was Adam Brad. At least not that I found. Yeah. And I've done a lot of scouring the internet for American Idol Podvic, so I feel fairly confident that there probably isn't any out there. Yeah, if you have some Adam Brad Podvic to recommend, people point us in that direction, because I'd listen to that. I love me some cheeks, basically. Even watched his husband's series, you know. 
I went and watched it entirely because it was Cheeks in it, and then it got like famous outside of oh, it stars Adam Lambert's ex boyfriend. Yeah, and it was so weird. Ditto. I mean, it's not like anybody here had heard of it, but I watched it. Yeah, I watched it because it was him, and I I like him and. But yeah, like I was hearing a few things and I was like, wait, is this a thing that's like getting picked up outside of him being, you know, Adam's brat? Like what's happening? But then that's the same thing as like, what's his name? Allison Porter being on The Voice this year. I was like, wait, that's that's Adam's Allison, his other Allison. Yeah. <laughs> people, he knows talented people. That's all it is. Well, I mean, lots of struggling artists band together. Yeah, I was going to say... It's like Tolkien and, you know, like it's it's like all those people here, like, you know, you got like William Blake or Virginia Woolf, you know, they had these little pockets of artists who all hung out at the same pub or all hung up out at the orchard and in Grant Chester or whatever, you know, like that's happened over time. Like people form writing groups, people form, you know, bands or music, you know, jamming groups or whatever, you know, it just naturally happens. So, so that's cool that his people are getting recognition as well. I like it. Let's see. We were going to talk about, so we don't have any Adam Brad. Got a little bit of Adam Tommy. One Adam Tommy, My Chemical Romance, since we were talking about Bantam stuff. It's Basement Rhapsody by Otto Shidiastic, and it's read by Celtic Cookie. Then there's a pretty great 16 Candles AU, which is Adam Tommy. I like an AU. Both of these other ones are. That's called City Lights Burning So Bright by Her Love Was a Joke, and it's read by the ever-excellent Rena Jenkins. The last one is a Great British Bake Off AU, which is called The Great Glam Bake Off, Outlaws of Flower, read by DePatty, and it's written by Ermengard. I don't know, it classes it as Adam Tommy, but there's not really anything in it. I would say it's Jen. It has like his whole band and all the people. It's a Tommy POV, and it, they're doing like a special of the Bake Off, and it has all the different people and like what they make and whether it works or not. And then Tommy's like making this lemon drizzle cake. It's pretty cute. I don't have, I was looking for Adam Solly, but I never really listened to any and I couldn't really find anything that was... There's the one you made. <laughs> uh, that is true. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my my first year for Pod Together, I did indeed, I think I recorded two and they were both American Idol and I would say I'm more proud of one of them. <laughs> but yeah, but the other one is is an Adam Solly one. It's kind of a poetic, freeform little thing uh, written by Prairie Girl and read by Jenna Pod. But I would recommend more my Kratom one, which is called Close My Eyes and Taste You on My Lips, written by Samantha Herr, who is awesome. I don't have any other Adam Solly other than that. Yeah, that's the only one that I know of, too. I looked on AO3. I, then I Googled in general, and I couldn't really find any podfix. So it cannot be that I am the only person out there who's recorded an Adam Solly podfit, guys. Come on. That's not a true thing, is it? We speak about what's there with a little bit more authority because, like I yeah. said, I was really a big pusher of American Idol podfic back in the day, and I started a column called American Idol Podfic, and it's aipodfic.livejournal.com. And in it, I actually kept a master list of every American Idol podfic I could find. And I would do like weekly searches to make sure I didn't miss anything. So we'll get into some of the details more in the stats section. But I do have it broken up into like the various seasons. And then season eight is broken up into Kratom and non-Kratom because there's actually a lot of season eight. So when we're saying like there aren't any others, it's because I've looked really hard. Hard. I think we can say it with a little more authority than, say, during the Harry Potter episode where we were like, there's obviously tons of stuff that we're not being able to find or is sitting on different other websites or whatever. In this case, a lot of it was centralized to LJ. A lot of it's still there, although the audiofic archive is a bit of an issue at the moment, but and we do have a fairly good record. So, I did go and update the list in preparation for this episode. That's good. I mean, I haven't been doing as deep searches, so if they're showing up in random live journal comms yeah. lately, I haven't seen it. But let's be honest, that's a lot less likely nowadays. Tumblr, maybe. 
But yeah, so if there's stuff being posted to Tumblr, I might have missed it. But I did check AO3 and I checked the Audiofic archive and I checked a couple other places. And this is all of that I could find. (laughs) So like it has been pretty intensively searched for because I was really anal about that. And I like stats. But before we do that, I did want to just mention a couple other pairings. And there are a few gen pod fix. Actually, there's a decent selection of gen. There's some gen. Yeah. Well, considering it was so heavily based on, like, two characters, it's a little surprising how much Jen there is. But you can check out that table if you want to see Jen. But there were a couple other pairings that showed up in fandom. In Podfic, there's a bunch of really random crossover pairings. I mean, this was at a time during Amplificathon, so you'd get a lot of random things like that. There's a lot of bandom crossover. There's, like, other random rpf like adam freddie mercury chris matt bomer uh, yeah adam misha collins is my claim to fame oh my gosh but there were some that was like more popular in fic jim jim cantiello yeah i love tequila cake it was made as a present for me by a klb and bestie boo yeah i love it and too. it's written by cj morello and it's just super cute it is and it works really well for podfic because it's like a series of voicemail exchanges but yeah jim cantiello was yeah he worked for mtv at the time yeah, so I would say during season eight, the two biggest in my life American Idol journalist people were Jim Cantiello, who did the MTV, and Michael Slezak, who at the time now works for TV Line and covered American Idol to the end in later seasons doing his show with Melinda Doolittle. But at the time, it was solo. At the time, he was working for Entertainment Weekly, um, and he would have various EW staffers on his show. And Jim Cantiello was doing American Idol in 60 Seconds, where he would do like a really ki- quick recap. But he stopped in later seasons. I don't know if he wasn't working for MTV anymore, or if they just weren't covering it. Maybe they didn't care zeitgeist-wise. I don't know. Both of them are great people. And and like the Idol contestants got to be friends with them because yes. they were such loyal reporters. They were generally like the first people they went to like once they were voted off the show and stuff like that. So they were definitely like those closer reporters that got a lot of attention from fandom because they did good stuff that fandom liked. And the RPF people that we were talking about interacted with them a lot. We have a pod pick for that one. There were other more common ones like Chris and Kale and mm-hmm. people like that. I don't think there's any Chris Kale podfic. I, I couldn't find any. I looked for some. Yeah. I, I didn't see any. There's also Chris Katie Adam. There's a decent amount of that out yeah. there. So I, I have one here that Chris Katie, which Katie is his wife. Yeah. It's something more by Zabira and it was written by CJ Marlowe. But far more often it's going to be if Katie's there, it's either past or it's turning into Chris Katie Adam. Yeah. The next one that I have here is a conversation with Jerlene McLean or how Adam, Katie, and Chris dealt with that pesky little thing called fate. And it was by X-Men Hater and written by Idaho Phoenix. But I loved Chris, Adam, Katie. Yeah, me too. I loved it a lot. I, I love how awesome she often is in fic, which you can't really tell in real life. I mean, we don't know her that well, right? But if it's going to be a Chris, Adam, Katie one, um, she's often quite a cool person in it. She's often the bridge between Chris and Adam and like helping. They kind of all need each other to sustain the relationship is a trope I really enjoy. And even when it's not the three of them, like, I mean, fandom did the thing where they just pretended she didn't exist, Yeah, which I would prefer they do over, like, turning her into a horrible person. Agreed. But, like, there were also a decent amount of fics that featured her, and, like, they would just always be... Even if they were, like, ending up divorced or whatever. They would, like, remain friends, or he would talk yeah. to her about Adam or something. Yeah, and, like, like I remember one fic where, like, Adam received, like, a text from them. They took a picture of both of them holding up the divorce papers, smiling, and, like, <laughs> arms around each other. Because yeah. that's the type of people fandom saw them as. Yeah. Chris and Katie were, like, high school sweethearts, and now they have... They have two kids now, yeah. They just had a second, or she's pregnant, I can't remember which. Do you want to do the one season nine pod fic? Oh, yeah, that was just one little fem slash one, which is an untitled Caitlin Lily Drabble, written by Mingling Crab, read by KLB. It really is just a little drabble. It was one of those ones that I had that, just, you know, you have these little ones that bring you a bit of joy. So the next section that we have is quick random stats, because 
Well, Jen and I both love stats in general, and I had a lot of this information. <laughs> Why not use already it? Already ready, because I had been crafting those master lists for so long. So the first thing that I have is according to that master list that I had created, for season eight, there were 53 podfickers, 295 podfics, totaling eight days, two hours, 53 minutes, <laughs> and 39 seconds. It's pretty crazy, really. I mean, it's not the biggest fandom. I don't think I could even attempt to do something like this no, for Bandom or, or Avengers, but it was a nice compact fandom. So let's see. So the next one, in comparison, season seven, 16 podfickers, 52 podfix, totaling 28 hours, 56 minutes, 27 seconds. So, I mean, drastically, you're going down from almost 300 podfix to just 50. So you can tell yeah. the Kratom love there. Oh, man, season nine is even more excellent, though. Did we really just wreck the only <laughs> season nine podfic? Yeah, there is one season nine podfic by <laughs> one podficker totaling two minutes and 18 seconds. <laughs> uh, good job, KLB. Way to represent. <laughs> so, yeah, drumroll. The total AI podfic that we've been able to track, anyway, is 66 podfickers, 348 podfic, and that would be... 223 hours, 52 minutes, and 22 seconds. So basically about nine days worth of podfix. So, you know, if you want to go on a real American Idol binge, that's how long it's going to take you. Probably want like two weeks at least. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we mentioned this kind of earlier, but the most prolific podficker by far was Diane McKay. Yeah. The longest podfic also mentioned earlier, Wolf and Fox by Eos Rose. And then the most podfic authors was Astolot with 40. Mm -hmm. And in a close second was Jerrakeen at 32. And then I think the third place person only had nine. So I didn't put them on the list because that was yeah. so much lower than those two. I mean, I think that those two authors were both prolific, well-liked, well-respected authors that both had blanket permission, yeah. which is just one of those things that helped American Idol fandom take off in Podvik fandom. The other thing that I meant to mention above, but I kind of forgot, the thing that was really amazing about being in that fandom is, like, I have never had such a positive response to my podfix since then. I would regularly get, like, at least three to four comments for every podfic that I posted, huh. um, which I now get more kudos than that, but... It's and, different, yeah. But even so, like, like, in the first week of posting a podfic, I get, like, 2,000 downloads. Wow. I don't get that these days. No. Even though I post in popular fandoms. It was one of those fandoms that didn't have a lot of podfickers, but a lot of people were interested in podfic. There were the people that like listened to it all the time like me, but then there was just like the average fan was a lot more willing to be like, oh, hey, there's a podfic. Let me listen to it and give it a shot. And I wonder if maybe that's because music fandom is inherently oral based podfic fit in more naturally than it does with say like comics fandom that has no oral in its original context yeah the fandom was just so receptive to it and i would regularly see like people wrecking podfic that were not names that i recognized that was a really good first fandom and that's part of the reason why i made so much podfic in that fandom is it just it felt good to do it there i knew that it was appreciated even if i wasn't always told directly I yeah. would see people talking about it and know that I was a part of that. Yeah, that makes sense. Do you have any last American Idol thoughts? How often do you still listen to American Idol podfic now? It's it's a nostalgia thing for me, and it's generally just a couple. I'm more likely to revisit season seven stuff than season eight. Well, that's interesting. The way that I tend to do fandom is I join a fandom and I consume it voraciously until there is nothing left. <laughs> and And when I get to the point where it's like, I feel like I've done everything I care to or want to, I'm generally pretty good at at walking away without looking back like I don't have any desire to look back so I did that pretty thoroughly with season eight uh-huh but season seven, I didn't know how to find the fic as well. And there wasn't nearly as much podfic for it. I was into it, but I never filled my entire need for it. So I will go back and listen to the season seven stuff a little bit more often. 
one of the recs that I have here, we mentioned above earlier, is Off With Your Head We Started Nothing uh-huh. by Diane McKay, written by Moira Reardon. And that one, like, I actually kind of had on my list to podfic when Diane McKay came out with it. And sometimes I, I flirt with the idea of replotting it again anyways. Even though the text is no longer online, I would have to do it from the podfic. But I've listened to that podfic so much that I could probably recite it with Diane McKay as I listen to it. Because I just, I love that story so much. But like Diane's recording of it is great. It just hits a lot of my fic kinks. So I definitely wreck that one. One of the other ones that I have is a season seven one. And it's Time of Your Life by Aphelant, written by Astolot. And that's the one that I said above that like Aphelant's David Archuleta's voice is like actually what I hear in my head when I like read fic or whatever, because she just did it so well and it imprinted on me that like that is David Archuleta. And it's just like a beautiful story of them like growing because there is an age difference between the Davids, especially when they were on the show. Like It's not so many years. David Archuleta was He was young for his age, too, I think. Yeah, he's a Mormon who hadn't lived too exciting of a life necessarily. And David Cook had been trying to do this music thing for a while and had like all this history in bands and stuff like that. So sometimes like David Archuleta can come off as like a little just impressed by David Cook because he's so otherworldly compared to his life. And he does in this too but like they have a slowly crossing that bridge because cook was definitely a little freaked out by that in the beginning of the fic yeah when he finds out how archie feels yeah agreed anyways that's a great story and aphelon does such an amazing read on it and the last one that i have is suppose it's too much to call coincidence by lunate eight and written by separus this one is so great for me <laughs> I know Lena Aid in real life, and I think she is an amazing person. So I was so pleased that she made like, and she made this for me. It was a pod bang present. And she does a very good job. And it's a very funny story with Adam kind of playing like the straight guy in it. The humor straight guy, I should say, where he's like just incredulous a lot and having to like react seriously to things while he's being like, what the fuck in his head? And she just is able to convey that so well. It's basically one where Chris has a magic dog that, like, appears with his, like, true love of the moment. He used to have a dog that he shared with Katie. And then he gets this one with Adam that they named Spot, who has no spots. And Adam's just like what is even going on? Because there's a magical dog in his life. And Chris doesn't seem to realize that he's a magical dog. (laughs) (laughs) And this magical dog gets them together. It's very cute. Yeah, I don't think I've listened to that. Oh, you definitely should. I have three as well. They are all Kratom. (laughs) The first one is Tightly Knit by Jayhawk, which is read by Fire Juggler. And this is this really adorable AU where Chris uh, runs a knitting shop. It says, knitting shop owner by day and gay erotica writer by night. So yeah, uh, basically Adam just like wants to knit something for a present and he goes into the shop and then he ends up like, Chris like teaches him to knit and you know, whatever they fall in love, obviously. But this podfic is, is really, I love Fire Juggler. I feel like I wreck her a lot. It's just like really warm feeling and like they're kind of growing relationship. It's a very sweet podfic. And you know, they have a bit of trauma halfway through as you do. It's a good one. The second one is the Alderman Ford Touchathon event written by Samantha Herr, read by Diane McKay. Had to wreck a Diane McKay one here in our Idol episode. This is a really funny podfic. It's just basically one of those mall things where like they're trying to win a car and they have to like keep touching it the whole time. And they kind of team up against the others. And it's all this like scheming stuff. It's just them kind of scheming together. It's really cute. Very funny. And and that's how like they first, like they don't know each other going into it. No, no. They like meet at the thing. And obviously they end up making out to distract other people. Obviously. That's a really good marriage of author and pod figure there. The third one is A Matter of Inconvenience, which is written by Astrolot, and it's read by Lunchy. This is a Regency AU. I freaking love Regency AUs in basically any fandom. This is a particularly enjoyable one where naturally there is an arranged marriage between Adam and Chris because Chris needs money. 
Adam is a very gauche, nouveau, rich kind of thing, you know, whatever. And then Allison is, I think she's Chris's ward. I think that's what it is. She is adorable in this. I absolutely love how Lunchy reads her. So cute. It's a really good fic where where there's kind of this, like, Chris is very proper, but then Adam, like, doesn't know the... He just kind of comes in, and he and Allison totally bond, and they're adorable together, and, you know, it's just... It's one of my all-time favorite AI podfics, so... That is our episode for today. We do have a couple announcements for the end of the episode, though. One is, this is our fourth fandom-specific episode, and we've kind of done, like, three different approaches to them, somewhere we relied a bit more on the stats that were out there and available on AO3. Um, One where it was just, like, all wrecks all the time, and then this episode, which with some wrecks, with some stories behind it and all of that. We'd be interested to hear which ones you guys like best, what you think worked best. We're always trying to refine our episodes and how we record this, and we want to make sure that it's what you guys like. So let us know on any of the places that you find our podcast, and we will definitely take that under advisement. The other thing is we wanted to remind people that we are always open to topic suggestions. We're also open to having guest hosts. So if there's a topic that you really want to talk about, let us know and we'll see if we can arrange to have you on. If there's a topic that you'd like other people to talk about, that's okay too. So let us know and we will do our best. And that's it for us today. Bye, guys. Bye.